Welcome, true crime fans. It's TJ, the weirdo with a beardo. Time once again for True Crime Tuesday. This week, we continue our story of Joaquin Guzman, better known as El Chapo, one of the world's most notorious drug lords. Now, when we left off last week, we covered Guzman's rough upbringing at the hands of his abusive alcoholic father, going to work for his uncle in the drug trafficking business, taking a job with the Guadalajara cartel and working up their ranks, and a botched gang hit where a high-ranking Mexican priest was slain in front of a Mexican airport, causing a nationwide manhunt. Now, it was at that point when El Chapo decided to flee the country. However, at that point, he was being tracked by government authorities from both Mexico and Guatemala, who followed a $1.2 million payment to a Guatemalan military official who gave up Guzman's whereabouts. So on June 9, 1993, the Guatemalan army swooped in and arrested Guzman at a hotel near the Guatemala-Mexican border and would later serve nine of a 20-year sentence before hatching an elaborate plan to escape from prison in a laundry cart and disappear into the night on January 19, 2001. At the time of his arrest, Guzman's Sinaloa cartel was the wealthiest and most powerful drug cartel in Mexico. And after escaping from prison, Guzman earned a reputation for his elusiveness, evading state, local, and federal authorities in both Mexico and the United States. But Guzman was also an ambitious man, and he wanted to expand the cartel's operations, which meant killing the competition. So a hit was ordered on Rodolfo Fuentes, the head of the Juarez cartel, and a group of assassins killed Rodolfo and his wife on September 11, 2004, while they were leaving a shopping mall with their young children. These killings set off a chain reaction that pitted the Mexican cartels against one another and would claim nearly 60,000 lives over the next several years. And for nearly 13 years, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman hid from authorities, sparking folklore stories and tricking Mexican security forces who coordinated many attempts to find and arrest him, all falling short of their goal. It seemed searching for El Chapo was like chasing a ghost. That was until February 22, 2014, when Mexican police followed tips given to them from cartel bodyguards who were already in police custody when they raided a beachfront hotel where Guzman was believed to be. Over 65 Mexican Marines surrounded the hotel, storming inside, where they found Guzman and his wife in their hotel room. There was a struggle, but not a single shot was fired and Guzman was once again taken into custody. That same day, El Chapo was taken to a supermax prison, living in solitary confinement 23 hours per day, with no windows, no contact with family members, no interaction with other inmates, and no communication even with the men guarding his cell. From that point, a slurry of charges were filed in both Mexico and the United States, ranging from drug trafficking to money laundering, organized crime, and more. And as of March 5, 2015, Guzman was facing charges in at least five federal courts in Mexico and six months later was indicted by several courts in the U.S. But because of injunctions filed by Guzman's attorneys, it delayed the amount of time it took to extradite him to the U.S. to face charges, which gave El Chapo plenty of time to plan his next disappearing act. On July 11, 2015, Guzman escaped the Supermax prison through an elaborate tunnel leading from a shower area of his cell 33 feet underground to a construction site nearly a mile away. The news of El Chapo's escape sparked yet another national outrage, 
leading to a $60 million bounty for information leading to his arrest once again. And through an interesting series of events, Mexican actress Kate Del Castillo was contacted by Guzman, who was interested in having a movie made about his life. Even American actor Sean Penn heard about the connection and joined Del Castillo on a trip to interview El Chapo himself from his hideout in the mountains of Mexico. During the interview, Guzman said that he had a fleet of submarines, airplanes, trucks, and boats, and that he supplied more heroin, methamphetamine, cocaine, and marijuana than anybody else in the world. And he was right. By the time he was finally arrested in 2016, he had become the 10th richest person in Mexico, with a net worth somewhere in the vicinity of a billion dollars. The final arrest came after a heated shootout with U.S. and Mexican forces, which ended in the deaths of at least six people and forced Guzman out of hiding. El Chapo had to steal a vehicle which was intercepted just a few miles away and arrested for the third and final time. He was then transported to the same Supermax prison from where he escaped just six months earlier. Now flash forward to January 20, 2017, when Guzman was extradited to the U.S. to face charges in Chicago, San Diego, New York, New Hampshire, Florida, and Texas, as well as indictments in at least seven U.S. federal courts. El Chapo's court proceedings began November 13, 2018, and nearly three months later, a grand jury found Joaquin El Chapo Guzman guilty of all counts, who was sentenced to life in prison and had to forfeit over $12.5 billion. Ever since his sentencing, Guzman has been held at the ADX facility in Florence, Colorado, the most secure supermax prison in the United States. And despite the fact that its former leader has been behind bars for several years, the Sinaloa cartel continues to be Mexico's largest drug cartel and one of the most powerful drug trafficking organizations in the world. And that is this week's True Crime Tuesday, Episode 32, The El Chapo Story Part 2. Join me every Tuesday for more tales of true crimes, unsolved mysteries, and more. In the meantime, download the Odyssey app in your app store and listen to all of our previous True Crime Tuesday episodes. We'll see you next time.